0: Hello Pre-PA Club. Today we are talking about personal statements because it is the most important part of your application. Welcome to the Pre-PA Club podcast. If you want to learn how to become a physician assistant, you're in the right place. I'm your host Savannah Perry. Let's get to it. I wanna thank My PA Resource and PA School Prep for sponsoring the Pre-PA Club podcast. So MyPA Resource is a personal statement editing service that edits only PA school essays only edited by PAs. And most of us have admissions experience. So I am one of the editors. Definitely check them out if you need help with your content, grammar, flow, making sure that you are on track for turning in your application. And you can use the code FUTUREPA for a discount on any of their service options. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here and listening. I really can't tell you how much I appreciate the support and messages about people who Have been binging the podcast or listening for a long time Um, we are on episode I think 180 or something ridiculous like that so lots of episodes and um, today we are going to talk about personal statements so this will be pulled from uh, the free personal statement webinar that was held recently Um, where there were lots of great questions, and um, at some point, this will be on YouTube, too. It should be shortly, but um, I had some technical difficulties last week, so um, we're talking about essays because the essay is so important, and this is very timely because as of yesterday, the official... PA school personal statement guide has launched. So this is a book I have put together over the past. It again took me three years to get it done. Um, But with diving into the personal statement, putting everything together in one place in a 200 page book, it won't take you that long to read it though, I promise. And we break down the logistics of the personal statement. We talk specifically about reapplicants in one chapter, and then we get into content and what you need to make sure you include, as well as mistakes with some brainstorming worksheets, and then the editing process um, and how to go through that, a checklist to make sure you are on track, and then it has 12 essays with examples of the good, the bad, and the ugly, Of what you need to look for Um, and then we have chapters for supplemental essays experience details on CASPA and interview essays covers it all and um, with the book as well you get free access to the personal statement workshop and webinars we've held in the past so yeah, all in one place, but you can find that on the paplatform.com or on Amazon, and those links are in the description. I um, would love for you to um, give me some feedback and leave a review if that is something that you find helpful. Um just trying to get more resources out there. The free two-week personal statement email course is still available too if you go to the paplatform.com slash personal statement um, to help you get a draft written in two weeks. But if you need to go a little bit more in-depth, um, that is what the book is for. So um, that's exciting. I hope that it is helpful. And let's get into... Um, talking about personal statements a little bit more. The other thing I wanted to announce is that you can now sign up for officially um, the CASPA boot camp that's being held on April 12th through 15th. Um, if you've attended our pre-PA conferences in the past, this is similar, but going to be very, very CASPA and application season specific. So we'll have um, some panels and then two days of talking specifically about CASPA. And then... Um, a day of talking about personal statements, and a day of talking about interviews. And um, this will be from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on each night of the 12th through the 15th. Um, It is $15 to sign up for every night with replays from now on forever. Um, But if you use the code FUTUREPA, you get $5 off that registration to make it just $10. Um, And so it's going to be great. I'll talk more about that in the future, but I hope to see you there if you are applying this year, especially. Um, All right, let's talk about pre-PA things and personal statements. So welcome. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I know some of y'all may be applying this upcoming cycle and working on your Personal statement now. Um, some of you may not be applying for a year or two and you have some time but want to get a head start. And then some of you may be reapplicants who are applying again this upcoming cycle potentially. Um, there's still hope if you're on a wait list for sure. But um, I have a list of questions that have come from primarily Instagram. But y'all are welcome to put any questions in the chat. Um, we're going to be adding to our little document, trying to get to as much as we can um, tonight. So feel free to leave us questions. Um, or I guess just me. I'm talking like there's multiple of me. Just me tonight. Uh, but we have a couple little housekeeping things. So this is an informational session these are my thoughts, views, opinions based on the past five years of working with PA school applicants and programs, um, as well as just kind of insights from from students. So, um, you know, take you, you don't have to listen to me. Ultimately, it's up to you. Um, our next webinar will be on March 16th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, I believe that's a Tuesday, maybe it's not St. Patrick's Day. I don't think, but anyway, um, I'll be talking about CASPA. So, um, doing kind of CASPA questions, CASPA overview, whatever you guys need to know about that. Um, if you have a particular subject you feel like we should cover in a webinar, let me know. I'm trying to plan it ti- in a timely fashion related to applications and when stuff is happening. But if there's something that you think would be helpful, um, I can definitely add that to the calendar. Um, I'm definitely planning on interviews because that's what I love to talk about. So we'll have at least one session about those, if not two. Um, And then um, I think I am going to do one specifically for reapplicants and then another one specifically for people who are maybe still an undergrad or even, you know, just starting in high school. But, yeah, whatever would be helpful. Definitely open to suggestions. Um, And we have some links and some resources I'm going to refer to probably in my responses. Um, So be on the lookout for links to those. If you are looking for something, if you just Google the PA platform personal statement, you're probably going to find the stuff I'm talking about. So we have a blog post. That's my personal statement. Just if you want to see an example, Um, we have a two week email course that I guess I don't even know when I came up with that. Was that a year ago? I don't know. Anyway, basically, if you, um, I send you a checklist to kind of help you organize your personal statement planning Um, and then for two weeks you get an email every day that helps you get a draft written in, in about 15 to 30 minutes a day. So that's something that's helpful if you're like stuck in the writing process. Um, On YouTube, we have some old webinars and videos specifically about personal statements and about mistakes, all kinds of things. And then um, on our downloads page, there are some personal statement brainstorming worksheets. Um, All of these things are free, things you can look at. I do have another personal statement resource that's not quite ready yet, but um, I think will be available next month. So make sure you're following the PA platform on Instagram and we'll definitely email you when um, that is available, which is really exciting. Um, All right, so let's get into questions and I'm going to go, I've kind of tried to put these in order um, from Instagram and then I'll go by what's in the chat too. Once y'all start adding questions um oh yeah last minute addition is um if you've gone to any of our virtual pre-pa conferences brian from my pa resource has offered to give us a free revision um so a basic revision of a personal statement um giveaway so Before I get like a million emails about, you know, can you edit my statement? I edit for my PA resource. I'm one of their editors. They only use PAs to edit. Um, If you listen to the podcast, you've probably heard this. But um, yeah, so if you are interested in professional editing, go to myparesource.com. If you want to win the free basic revision, um, do a post on either Instagram or Facebook and tag um, the PA platform and we will be choosing and announcing a winner tomorrow. Sorry, I scratched my neck and now it is bright red. I'm so sorry. Um, Got a question and I should have addressed this. This will be recorded. Um, Since you registered ahead of time, um, you will get the replay uh, link sent to you. I think it goes out in 24 hours. Um, and then eventually we'll have it posted on YouTube and, and on the podcast too. But you should get a replay link to come back and watch it after the fact if you cannot stay the whole time or um, even if you're an early bird like me and usually go to bed super early. Um, so yeah, that was a good question. Something I should have addressed. But I don't know why. Let me see if I can make it so I don't get texts while we're doing this because I'll be distracting way too many group messages, y'all. Okay, let's get into it. So surprisingly to me, there were not a ton of questions that came in about the logistics of writing your of what's involved in your personal statement. Um, there was a lot more questions about kind of how do I do this? How do I not do this? How do I talk about certain things versus like the actual just kind of what you need to know about writing it? Um, so if y'all need to know more about that, let me know. I'm not going to go into too much detail because we didn't get that many questions about it. Um, one question starting out is how long should it be? So your personal statement in CASPA. You're limited to five thousand characters, and that's including spaces. This comes out to about a paragraph um, or a page and a paragraph, single spaced. Um, so, for most people, you're going to use the majority of that space. You're. Um, I I rarely see. People who don't use most of that, if anything, people go over and then struggle with getting their essay under that limit. Um, So most people are going to have it around that 5,000 characters. You cannot do any bold, italics, underlining, fancy stuff, no emojis, (laughs) um, of course. But it's all just kind of a basic text. You also cannot do tabs. So like you can't start your paragraph with a tab. So you have to put a double enter in between each paragraph. Hopefully that makes sense. Okay, next question. What should it be about? You are given a prompt in CASPA and there can be a little variation each year, but it's usually something along the lines of describe your motivations for becoming a PA, discuss why you want to be a PA. Um, in the following essay, tell us why you pursued the PA profession, something along the those lines so basically the gist of it is why do you want to be a pa so we're asking about you and specifically why you want to be a pa that is the theme of your essay that is the main idea that's what everything should relate to sometimes in reading and editing essays people want to come up with a different theme um and it's really not necessary If anything, that tends to distract and um, take up space away from actually getting to the point of why you want to be a PA, which is what it's actually asking. Um, So that is what your essay and everything in your essay should relate back to. Thank you, Brooke, for answering that um, about the the enter. So, yeah, so you would push the, the return button, the return key or the enter key twice instead of using a tab um, to indicate a paragraph. If you don't do that, it just looks like this huge block of text and it's really hard to read. So it's just helpful to your reader to separate it out in that way. Um, I liked this question. How important is the personal statement? <laughs> the personal statement is so important and you can't really put a a how in, like a quantitative number on this. It's going to vary between programs. There may be some programs that do put extra, extra weight on the personal statement. There may be other programs that don't look at it until they've looked at everything else. And then um, put certain weight on it. So it varies. But in general, this essay, this one page is what is going to set you apart from everyone else. So we have 200 people right now watching. Um, If y'all all apply to the same school, it's most likely that you All have the experience you need. It may be in different areas, but that's a good thing that makes you unique. But you've got some hours. Um, You all shadowed, you all have good grades. Um, But you just want to make sure that you're showing who you are as a person, what makes you unique, Um, also showing how everything you've done, all of your experiences, relate back to you becoming a PA because you can list out your application and list everything but it you don't give the chance to show it and showing is more important and different than just telling and saying you know I did this well why was that important how did it impact you? Um, why did it push you towards the PA profession or healthcare or medicine, um, and why is that whatever it is going to make you a better provider, a better PA student, a better better PA in the long run? If you've never seen a CASPA application, um, they are very long. So once everything is entered, your document is going to be twenty five to thirty five pages typically, um, and your personal statement is going to be one page of that. So. It gets daunting and overwhelming to look at that many applications because schools get hundreds and thousands of applicants that they have to look at. Um, So it is very refreshing to because I read a lot of essays when I'm editing. It's very refreshing to come across one that's just good. That just at the end of it, I so the next question is how to stand out. I just feel like I know the applicant. I feel like I know their reasons for wanting to be a PA. Um, It doesn't feel dramatic. It flows well. Your essay does not have to be this kind of like literary work. It it just has to explain you and show your passion. Um, So a good flow, being straightforward, all of those things will make you stand out. Can a strong essay outweigh a weaker application? Not necessarily, but it can help. Um, It's not going to make up for not meeting requirements of the program. It does give you the chance to explain yourself and explain anything that you feel concerned about, but... You know, if you if you don't meet the requirements that the program is asking for, your application most likely won't get considered to the point where they're even reading your personal statement. Um, And we'll talk about that a little bit more when it comes into um, talking about reapplicants a little bit, too. Okay. so another question we got was I don't have that one moment that made you want to be a PA, or I don't have an aha moment. Um, That is totally fine. Um, I also did not have an aha moment. And, And I would say most people don't, it's more of a slow burn, you know, these small moments that eventually add up to you realizing oh I do want to work in medicine or um, I do want to be a PA that's the best fit for me Um, and so just know that that is okay you have to focus on the pivotal moments that you've had and emphasize those and just tell your story Um, it can be kind of hard um to get started. And so that's what the the email course kind of helps with. But if you can just get some thoughts out on paper and really reflect on what's gotten you to this point, um, it takes a lot. This process is really involved of becoming a PA, which you know. But if you can organize everything and just kind of lay it all out, think about the patient encounters you've had. Um, You'll realize that you have more special, important moments than you maybe thought. Or um, you'll start to remember some of those feelings that you had that made you realize this path was the best option for you. Okay. Okay. Our next question, and I see that y'all are adding some. I'll get to those, I promise. Um, clichés. Um, so somebody want examples of clichés to avoid because I did mention that recently on Instagram as a mistake that a lot of people make. When I'm talking about clichés, it's pretty much anything that anyone could do, and I, I wouldn't know it's specific to you. So using quotes is usually not really recommended. I can't think of a single essay that I've recommended that they keep a quote in. Um, It just seems like a filler and doesn't tell me anything about you. If there's a quote that you like that you've learned something from, that's fine. But just tell me what you learned. You don't really have to use the quote to do that. Um, And so, yeah, so I really don't recommend using quotes um, dramatic stories that aren't related. So the, you know, on a dark and stormy night, I found someone in the middle of the road and I saved their life and I wanted to do medicine. Um, you know, that it's just, it feels far fetched. It feels dramatic. If that experience happened to you, that's awesome. But just explain it in a really straightforward, normal way, not like a Grey's Anatomy way, um, and emphasize you and what happened to you and how that impacted you in that situation what your role was versus you know what happened to the person or the patient um another cliche would be uh helping people without expanding on what that means to you so we all want to help people that's we should that's like a normal human thing um but what does that mean like in what capacity what are your goals how have you done that in the past to illustrate that that's something you actually want to do um, I want to see more of that and really understand it if you're just saying I want to help people. Okay. Um, someone asked kind of off of that, like, what about personal medical traumas? Like, if you've had a medical incident or um, history, I don't think that's necessarily cliche. I think that's a perfectly normal thing to include for either your interest of being in medicine or how you found out about PAs um, again, just like don't be too dramatic and explain what happened. The other thing I'll say with talking about medical stuff, because the next question is is weird to talk about a sick family member. Um, remember, keep your audience in mind. So when I'm editing, it's a little awkward when someone is vaguely alluding to something medical but I'm a medical person and I'm I'm a PA like your readers are PAs. They have medical knowledge. Um, So you don't have to teach me something like most likely you're not going to teach me something I don't know in your essay. Um, but if you just keep saying like illness, illness, I'm probably going to assume the worst. I'm probably going to you know, assume something terrible um, versus maybe what you're actually meaning. So I would just say if you are going to include something medical there, it doesn't have to be too detailed, but I think it needs to be enough detail that your reader understands what you're talking about and why. Um, So I hope that makes sense. Uh, It's a little hard to explain just because it's more, there are definitely more examples about that. Um, in talking about a sick family member, that's totally fine, but it depends on how you go about it. Um, I have a podcast interview with Alan Platt. He's the admissions director at Emory. He is awesome, super nice. Um, he did our pre-PA conference last May and he was really funny about this because he, he's kind of like, okay, well, if you're telling me like, oh, my grandma's dying in the hospital, but I want to be a PA because the PA. So awesome. like, that to me is a little weird, because shouldn't you be worried about your grandma? Like, that's what I want to know. I want to know that you're a compassionate person who cares about her. Um, and so there, there are ways to do that gracefully, where it doesn't come across like that. Um, you know, you can still show your compassion and your sadness or whatever emotion you're feeling in a situation, while you're also showing kind of a peaked interest in becoming a PA. Um, it, it, this the, These concepts roll over into interviews when we're talking about how you can spin things and how your tone or how you address them is kind of going into, you know, what you can use for different questions. So this is the same idea, and this will also help with supplementals. Um, I know I, some people have actually told me they use the PA school interview guide. That's like my interview book um, to help with their essay and supplementals. So, you know, that may be an option too if you're that's something you're struggling with is like figuring out how to actually address these things. All right, grab a sip of water. Okay. Um, Can you use names? Um, So, yes, I like using names in essays. I prefer that versus just kind of arbitrarily referring to the PA or the patient or the doctor. Um, It tends to make your essay more personal and easier to follow. In that same kind of thing, um, definitely you can use patient names, but change them. So, you know, if you're talking about Joe, change it to Bob or um, whatever. You can also think about, we'll talk about how to make your essay shorter later. But um, one way to kind of make your essay shorter is change the name or shorten them. So if your person's name is Elizabeth, maybe call her Liz or Beth. Um, Just to save on characters, Um, if you're talking about, Mr. Smith. Maybe instead of writing that, just write Mr. S. And that's totally okay. That doesn't change the meaning of anything. It doesn't make your essay any less formal. Um, So that's not a big deal. Nobody asked about abbreviations, but I'm going to talk about abbreviations. If there is something that you're abbreviating in your essay, it needs to be spelled out the first time and then put in abbreviations. So um, like physician assistant, parentheses, PA, and then you're welcome to use PA through the rest of your essay. Um, That's pretty much for every um, abbreviation. The like couple that I'm a little more okay with are like emergency department or ER, um, ER, your ED, or um, ICU, like Everyone pretty much knows what those are. But I've read essays before of people who worked in specialties like cardiology or something very specific. Um, and they start throwing out all these abbreviations. And I don't know what they mean. And your reader who's in academics also probably doesn't know what they mean. So you just have to keep your audience in mind. Um, I would never use any of my germ. Um, abbreviations in an essay because nobody would understand unless they also worked in dermatology. So you just want to be a little cautious with that um, and make sure that that's something that you're kind of paying attention to to keep your essay formal. Okay. Um, this next question, I thought this was a really good one. Um, is how do I include identities that make you diverse? Um, So they were referring to like religion and um, race or like any cultural things. Um, So anything you want to highlight about yourself, it's going to be better to show it versus just straight up, stating it or telling about it, um, by bi- being bilingual, I think is, is an example. I see probably the most in essays where, um, sometimes people will just state like I'm bilingual or I speak multiple languages or something and that's okay, but it's not super helpful. Like if you can pull out an example with a patient And say, you know, I was able to assist in translating for this patient. Okay, well, that tells me more. That tells me you are bilingual and you are helpful and you're willing to step up. Um, So, anything you can do that's just a little bit more inclusive in your essay versus, like, just making a statement will be more effective and more memorable. So. And going off of that, so what about including experiences like clubs or leadership experience? Um, so you don't need to just state these things. Like just telling me I was a member or I raised money. I'm, this is like from an example I read today. But um, I raised money for Relay for Life. And then I helped with this foundation Um That doesn't really tell me anything, and that's already on your application. So if you're just restating what's on your application, basically kind of like I call it resume regurgitation, um, that is not helpful to me. That doesn't tell me anything about why you want to be a PA, why you're going to be a good PA. Um, So what you should be doing from those experiences in your essay is actually um, expanding and explaining further about what you took away from that situation. Um, I see someone saying, can you give an example of showing instead of telling, yes, I can. Um, and I was actually planning on doing that. Hold on. Let me make sure this is loading. I'm trying to load the podcast for tomorrow right now as well. Okay. It's got 15 minutes left. Um, Okay, so let's talk about an example. Um let me think. Uh okay, let's let's use Relay for Life. Um, that's not something I was ever involved with, but I've read a lot of essays that were. So like the one I was reading today, basically that's what it said was like um throughout college I was um, very involved with Relay for Life. I raised X amount of dollars for this foundation um, for cancer research. That doesn't really tell me anything. Um, it would be more effective to say. Um, due to my Aunt Becky's history with breast cancer, I became very involved with Relay for Life when I was in college, Through that experience, I learned about cancer research and um, built a community with my fellow students to support the cancer survivors in our area. Um, I, you know, then you can go on to talk about, I wouldn't really include the fundraising at all, to be honest, but I would say, you know, um, from this connection to Um, my community. I feel passionate about um, connecting with cancer patients in the future. And I know that as a PA, that's something, you know, no matter what my specialty is, I'll be taking care of patients who have been affected by these diseases. And um, you can keep expanding if you want, but I can keep going for a long time. Tell me if that doesn't make sense or if there's a different example we want you want to hear but um i'll probably give more examples but that's like you just want to be telling a story versus just telling me something um shadowing is the same thing like instead of just stating um i pas are you don't need to define a pa so um, PAs are able to diagnose patients and prescribe medications and work with a collaborating physician. OK, like that's fine. Google tells me that if you can Google it, it's not specific enough. Um, So instead of saying that it would be more effective to say while I was shadowing uh, Kimberly, um, I noticed how she took time to to evaluate her patients and, um, come up with multiple, um, treatment options to decide what would be most cost effective for the patient. Um, and whenever, um, there, you know, this one patient had, um, was feeling faint in the office. So she, collaborated with her physician to decide to send that patient to the ER. So um, in watching her handle emergent situations, I I feel like I want to be a PA who is um, involved in making my patients feel comfortable and encouraging them to seek care in other places when it exceeds my knowledge. That was a little rough, but same idea like you're showing that you've seen what a PA does versus just saying like, I'm a PA. Like I know what PAs do. Um, so yeah. I probably should have come up with more specific, um, examples. (laughs) Okay. How do I write about healthcare experience without being descriptive or cheesy? So kind of like I just said, so like showing, using examples, using specific patient things, Um, you do want to be descriptive, but you don't want to be cheesy. So cheesy is that like, um, dark, stormy night, cold, rainy night. Um, the sirens were wailing and the rain was pouring and my heart was pounding. Like that gets really old. Um, I would rather you just tell me, like, tell me what's happening. I want to know, I want to know your involvement and I want to know, You know, why it affected you. So, yeah. Um, But, yeah, keep, you can definitely be descriptive. All right, let's get to mentioning GPA and grades. My rule of thumb is that something is worth mentioning if you think it is something that could prevent you from getting an interview. That's usually not going to be one or two grade blips that might be a rough semester that might be kind of an overall lower gpa Um, basically you do want to show that you have um, the academic skills to be successful in pa school and so that's looking at upward trends emphasizing that you've done well Um, you never want to point out a weakness so You never need to say, like, I know I have a low GPA, but I have a ton of hours. Like You don't need to say that. If they get to the point of reading your your personal statement, they've liked what they've seen so far. And so then you want to brag on yourself and emphasize your strengths. Um, And if you do decide to mention a low GPA or grade, you really want to show how you've improved and what you learned from that situation. Um, be very direct about it. No excuses. Do not blame anyone else. And just basically say, you know, during freshman year, I was unsure of the career I wanted and I struggled in my or in uh, handling my coursework um, and balancing my schedule with working full time. And my grades suffered um, from that experience. I made an effort to seek out other resources and my professors and um, work on my time management. And since then, I've exceeded and now I have an over 3.5 GPA. Um, you can say like exactly where you're at with that if you want to. Um and I feel confident in my study skills that I, that I can translate them to PA school. Um, again, kind of rough, but same idea of kind of showing that, you know, I'm confident in my ability to handle PA school. And so you should um, like they should be, too. All right. We're about to get to y'all's list of questions. Um, how to cut length. <laughs> that was a big question. And it always is. Um, if I ever edit your essay, I can almost guarantee in there somewhere, I will say, um, be direct and concise. Keep that in mind, direct and concise. So what that means is take out any filler words. Um, that is a four letter word. Take it out. You don't need like there's pretty much nowhere in your essay that you need the word that Um, read it out loud. Sometimes that can help Um, making your verb tenses active. So instead of saying I was able to shadow uh, Lauren, um, just say I shadowed Lauren. You don't need to have all of that in there. Um, And so you can definitely adjust that when you are describing things, only use one descriptor. So don't say, um, Mallory was kind and compassionate. Just Mallory was kind. Mallory was compassionate. Um, you can, you got to pick and choose. Um, so look at any list you have, try to narrow those down. Um, take away anything that doesn't change the meaning of your essay, um, That can be removed anything repetitive, words, phrases, ideas. Let other people read it and see. um, My mom is my go to editor for everything. And um, she was actually editing for me something today and helped me realize that, like, what the way I put it made no sense to anyone else except for me. Um, So having that outside opinion, even though she doesn't know PA stuff, helped helps me to kind of make sure I'm on the right track. Um, And then making names shorter, like we talked about as well. Okay, let's talk about reapplicant stuff a little bit. And I see so many COVID questions. So we'll have to talk about that a little bit, too. Um, So the best way to mention being a reapplicant. And before that, do I need to start over? You do not have to completely rewrite your statement as a reapplicant, but there are a few things you need to think about. Um, The first one is thinking about whether you think the school's actually read your personal statement. So making sure that you met the requirements for the programs and you didn't just get rejected before they even read it. If they didn't really read it, you might be fine making less changes. Um, if you got interviews and kind of wait list situation or got even just got interviews, um, in that case, like you do need to edit it some because they clearly read it. And so you want to make some changes there. Um, as a reapplicant, I just encourage you to look at your application very honestly, and I don't want this to sound too harsh, but think about whether your personal statement could have been part of why you didn't get in. You may think it was really good, but did you have other people read it? Did you, um, you know? Go back and, and look at it through maybe a different lens or um, ask the programs what they think you think they what they think you should have improve on. Um, just I mean, think about those things, because I know sometimes we think we do something that's so great and then maybe like it wasn't exactly what it needed to be. Um, So, yeah. So you don't necessarily have to start over. Your main reasons for wanting to become a PA are going to be the same. Those aren't going to change. Um, And so look at your examples and your stories. See if you can rework some of those um, to show how you've improved. And if you are going to show that, which I do recommend, um, and there's not necessarily a different way to write it or another place, just Put it towards the end, Um, either, you know, I've seen some people do a paragraph before their conclusion or in their conclusion where they emphasize what they've done since the last cycle, getting more hours, getting different coursework, um, and kind of going into detail about all of that. All right, now I have a whole list of questions from the chat. Okay. Let's talk about COVID stuff. Um, If one of my stories deals with my patient care with COVID patients, is it better to include it in my personal statement or save it for the COVID essay? Um, Okay. So my questions about that would be, did this experience, this patient care, whatever, um, impact your decision to become a PA? Or do you just think it's a cool experience that you should include? Um or or meaningful, if it has a direct relation to you wanting to become a PA and your decision to do this, which I don't know if it would because you know it, that's pretty recent. Um, then it may be fine to include it in your personal statement. Um, in general, though, I recommend pretty much everything COVID related be in the COVID essay. Um, Or supplementals. Supplementals also give you a little more room to kind of expand on some of that, but I would try to keep it in in the COVID essay. Would it be better to mention how COVID has affected our application in the personal statement or leave all of that in the COVID essay? So yes, so COVID essay, keep it there for that, for sure. The COVID essay, I think it was 2,500 characters this cycle. No one's actually for sure if it'll be on this um, upcoming application or not. And also some of the um, programs may not even be looking at it. We don't really know. Um, So, yeah, so that's kind of... uh, eh. Let me see. I thought that was another COVID one. How long is? Okay, who said that one? Oh, is it bad to touch on COVID nineteen? The peanut. Okay, I think. Are you? Okay, I'm gonna go back to the. Um. Okay. Uh, would you say that having one big story that relates to why you want to be a PA is better than sharing multiple stories? Um. It depends. And that's where, like, with your personal statement, there's just no, like, one right answer. And it's going to be different for everyone. There's no template for this at all. Um, And so I would say most times having multiple examples and stories is more effective Um, because really, like, your whole essay – Your whole essay should not be one story. There are too many things to include. I want you to tell me why you're interested in medicine, how you found out about the PA profession, why you like the PA profession, what stands out to you. I want you to show me that you understand what PAs are and that your experience and academics back up what you've done to this point. So there's not probably one story that's going to encompass all of that. Um, so you'll have to pull in kind of some different stuff to make it comprehensive enough. Um, how do you request me with my PA resource? I'm not actually sure. I think when you email it, you can just say you want me to edit, and then they'll try to get it to me. They're completely anonymous. Like when I get them, I don't know anything about you or any. I just and it doesn't have any. Um, what's the word? Like identifying information on there. Which is very similar to how an admissions person would probably get it. Oh, I like this question. Okay. How do you start off with a solid intro without coming off dramatic or corny? Um, So I would. I like I don't I wouldn't even think about your intro when you start writing. Like, don't try to, you know, start from the beginning. Just put words down, and then you can figure out what fits best as your intro later. But going in chronological order tends to work the best and be the easiest to follow, um, which usually is going to be something related to, like, how you got an interest in healthcare or medicine. Um and, and you don't like you want to hook, but also it's so short that you really just have to jump in, like just jump right in with your story. I have three essays that I remember as the best essays I've ever read. One was Last Cycle, and I got it to edit. And it just... It wasn't dramatic, but it had, you know, some personal things in there. You want to be personal. You want to be vulnerable. Um, I felt like I knew I was learning who this person was. I was learning about their background and how that related to how they got into medicine. And then um, they transitioned well into PA. And honestly, I read it and I emailed um, Brian back at my PA resource. And I was like, I like, can we give this girl her money back? Or I thought it was a girl. Um. Her like this essay is so good and I have nothing major to tell her, which usually when I had an essay, it is read all over the page. Um, but it was just so well done. Um, And so that is very rare. The other two also didn't have like anything crazy, like there wasn't anything amazing or cool about their stories. It was just very, very, it just flowed well. They just told their story. Um, And at the end, I just felt like, you know, this person is so cool and reasonable. And I want them to be in my class because they, you know, they really want to do this and they feel passionate about it. Um, And so like that, I think is hard to get because I can only think of three that have done it super well. But um you just don't have to have anything crazy as an intro is the moral of the story right there is it okay to talk about what your original plan was like being a pt and explain how you're drawn to pa instead absolutely and that's completely normal i don't think pa is still such a new profession a lot of people don't know they want to be pas until later on Um, And so definitely explain that as long as you're showing how your um, thoughts changed, your opinions changed, what kind of was that shift for you? Totally fine. Definitely do that. I knew I wanted to be a PA before even seeing one in the field. Should I talk about how seeing them solidified that? I have one specific PA in mind that made me realize, yes, this is it. Is it common for people to discuss a PA relationship that solidified their interest? Um, Yes to all of that. So I've read plenty of essays who say, you know, someone told me about PAs, or I happened upon my pre-PA club and learned about PAs, um, before they actually encountered a PA, that's fine. And then you took steps to figure it out, to research it, and you had that interaction with that PA that solidified it for you. That's great. Actually, that's pretty much how I found out. My dad told me about PAs. i never met one, um, thought it sounded cool, went into college as a pre-med biology major thinking about PA at UGA, And that's it wasn't until the summer after my freshman year where I actually met and shadowed a PA and decided it was what I wanted to do for sure. So, yeah, totally fine. All right. Should we write about difficulties faced during undergrad that may have led to low grades or is there another place to mention that? Some supplementals will ask you to expand on grades and GPAs. Um, but it just, it depends. Um, like I, and I think I may have touched on this at some point, maybe I don't know when the question came in, but, um, if you think those low grades could prevent you from getting an interview, go ahead and address them. Um, just again, be very direct. Don't make excuses. Just kind of explain what happened and how you grew from that. Is it okay to talk about two stories or experiences that occurred that piqued your interest in the PA profession? Sure. As long as you can kind of incorporate them, go for it. Is it okay to include a story about how my client was seen by a PA multiple times regarding abdominal pain and was diagnosed with cancer when they went to get a second opinion? I think I need more information on that and how... And why it relates to you wanting to be a PA. I don't like just from that, I don't really see the connection, Um, but there's probably more to that story. Um, When you're referring to a PA in your essay, would you write PA John? Um, I would write whatever you actually use to refer to them. But if you like, so most of the time, I think that's just going to be their name. But whatever you tend to use or whatever you think is most appropriate would be totally fine. Hold on one second. Let me check this in the chat. Okay, cool. Um, did that. Okay. Is it okay to mention an experience or story from high school? If it's one of your kind of pivotal moments into why you are choosing this profession, then go for it. Totally fine. Okay. How many examples in a personal statement is too many? Um, I mean, if you can't expand on them adequately, then it, you probably don't need to include it. But there's again, there's not really a number that I can put on it. Um, you're you are going to run out of space, though. So you will be limited by the space. But you can always if there are experiences that are important to you, you can always address them in supplementals if that's an option. And then you'll have your interview as well. How do I turn a lack of patient contact hours into a positive? Um, So don't talk about it being a lack coming from someone who only applied with 250 patient care hours. um, But just emphasize what you learned from it, what strengths and things and skills that you did take away from that experience that you do have. Um, You just don't have to mention that it's a lack of patient care. If you have the minimum requirements that they are looking for, then that's all that matters. Same thing goes for the next question that asks, how do I mention a lack of shadowing hours? Same thing. Focus on what you saw, what you do have, um, not what you don't. There will always be somebody who has more something than you. So um, don't, yeah, you definitely don't have to, don't don't emphasize what you don't have. All right. How would you explain? How would you explain that prior to wanting to be a PA, you had a different career in mind, but once you looked more into being a PA, it fits more into the lifestyle you want? Um, that's a loaded question. So I don't recommend going at PA from the lifestyle uh, aspect as your main reason for wanting to do it because. Um, you can choose whatever lifestyle you want in a lot of different careers that doesn't necessarily mean that pa is the best fit for you um so i would focus more on kind of the roles and responsibilities that a pa has and how that um fulfills something that you're missing in your current career and i think that's most important to emphasize and point out if you're somebody who's actually like switching careers is, you know, in my job as whatever, I felt, you know, I didn't have personal connections, wasn't, you know, able to help on a certain level, whatever, and then transition into how PA is going to solve that problem for you and help you um, fulfill whatever is missing. Hopefully that makes sense. Should, sorry, I'm having trouble hearing you. Sorry, Siri thought I was talking to her. Um, should you mention a withdrawal from a class or no? Probably not, especially not if it's just one or two. Like if you withdrew a whole semester, you may want to explain that. But otherwise, I don't think that would prevent you from getting an interview. Um, okay. Do you think that there is such thing as being cocky or overconfident on a personal statement? Um, I say yes only because I've seen only a couple that I felt like that where I just read it and I just didn't like the person because they just seemed there's a way to emphasize your strengths and brag on yourself and then there's a way to seem overconfident and cocky um, and, and it's rare I don't think that's the norm and hopefully somebody who read it would tell you, you know, if that, if it came off like that. Uh, But yeah, so very rare that that happens, but it can. How do you format the conclusion so it caters to multiple PA schools? This is a great question because conclusions are one of my biggest pet peeves because people think they don't need them, but you 100% need a conclusion. So in your conclusion, This is your last ditch effort to convince your reader that you are the best person for a spot in their program. So you need to be emphasizing your strengths. You do not have to directly address the program. So you don't have to say, like, I hope you consider me here. I want to be part of your program. You don't have to say that stuff and it just takes up space. Um, I just want you to emphasize, you know, I am passionate about becoming a PA. I am ready to take on PA school. I feel prepared academically. Um, I can't wait to learn more about taking care of patients and then, you know, end it with just something really strong about you being a future PA or a PA. Um, So, yeah, so you really you just in your personal statement, it should be general. It just should not address specific schools at all. All right. Would you recommend? Okay, I think I covered that one. Um, I do not have specific personal statements ready to do that tonight. If you go to PrePA courses, pre, I didn't get that. Could you try? Um, if you go to PrePACourses dot um, Brian and I did a personal statement workshop. I don't know when it was, maybe last year, where we live edited some um, essays. And so that would be a good way if you're looking to see, like, specific examples of that. Um, Because I don't have any prepared to share. Um, What are supplemental essays? So those are the ones that schools require specifically. If you all think I need to do a different webinar on that let me know i wasn't sure if that was enough to do like a full webinar but it might be so yeah y'all just let me know how do you make your personal statement specific enough so it is personal but general enough where it works for more than one school um so it should be specific enough to you and personal to you but you you're just not addressing the schools at all like don't even worry about that like it you're, you're not talking about the school in any way. Wait, Emily, are you highlighting ones I should do or ones that I've already done? I think it's ones I've already done. <laughs> If there is not much I've done supplying, I applied at the deadline in October, but I've continued working as a CNA and finishing prereqs. How do I go about addressing that? Um, I mean, those are both good things. So you can say, you know, I've gained an additional 500 hours, or I've, um, I've, uh, uh, what was the other part? I want to lost my question. Um, I've, I've successfully. Um, completed 10 more hours of coursework with A's or whatever, just emphasize what you have done. Um, okay. Thanks Emily. Um, then you can like, I don't know, you just, you have, it's about the spin and how you go about addressing it. Um, I'm gonna try to, I don't wanna keep y'all too long. So I'm gonna try to get through as many of these as I can. And then, yeah, hopefully y'all will check out some of those other personal statement resources and those will be helpful. Um, I shadowed a PA my senior year of high school, which is when I learned about the profession and became interested, is that too long to be ago to be included? No, that's fine. I mean, if that's how you kind of found out about it, then that's good. Um, I see a question in the chat, when should I start writing my personal statement? If you are applying this cycle now, um, that is one thing that I would highly recommend having completed by the time you start PA school, if at all possible. Um, You Just because you don't want to be like you're going to have so much other stuff you're trying to get in your application, you want to have that good to go. So if you are applying in the future, I would start working on it like the December, January, February before you're going to apply. Should you, is it bad to write about your personal experiences that help shape your interest in becoming specifically a surgical PA? Um, So I don't recommend pigeonholing yourself into one specialty in your personal statement. Um, if you have a supplemental that asks, about like where you envision yourself working, that's fine. Um, but otherwise, I would try to keep it general and just about the coming PA for your main personal statement. Should we refrain from mentioning we used to be a pre-med? Um, no, that's fine. I think that's really normal. Most, I think everyone who considers PA considers med school. And so I don't think that's a big deal at all. Um, is it okay to mention indirect racism experience in the personal essay? Um, it would depend. So that goes back to the original kind of thought and question of, does it relate to you becoming a PA? Um, and I think I saw someone else asking about kind of like uh, talking about personal and mental health stuff. Um, and same thing, like does it directly relate to you becoming a PA? Does it play a role in that story Um, If so, and you can incorporate it smoothly, go for it. If not, save it for a supplemental or interview if it's something important that you think needs to be mentioned at some point. Um. Does it look bad as a reapplicant? Okay, I think we're going to make this on the last one for the night. But as always, y'all can reach out on Instagram at the PA platform or um, email Facebook group. The Pre-PA Club Facebook group is a great place, a place to ask questions. Um, and don't forget about the personal statement review giveaway that is on Instagram. Um, and so anyway... Um, Did you put the code in, Emily? Emily will put the code. If you do need editing, um, you can use our pre-PA club code um, for a discount on that. Um, Does it look bad as a reapplicant to have a completely new personal statement? I don't think that looks bad unless you like completely change your tone or reasons. But otherwise, I think that's totally fine um, to kind of revamp your personal statement. I probably would as a reapplicant. So yeah. All right. I'm trying to keep these to an hour so they don't get too crazy long. But um, yeah, y'all please let me know if there's any other topics you want covered or webinar sessions, if you think these are helpful or not helpful. Um, or that's about it. I don't think. Let me see. Oh, so one thing I want to mention is coming up next Tuesday. Um, I'm doing a a day in the life. I don't necessarily call it virtual shadowing because I have mixed feelings about that. Um, but we did some of these in the fall. They're on YouTube. But on next Tuesday, the 23rd, we're doing a virtual shadowing um, with Archana Patel. She is one of our pre-paid coaches. She lives in Hawaii. She does urgent care. So we're going to be talking about her job. Answering questions, um, and kind of doing a deep dive into that. So, um, join us for that. The link is kind of everywhere on all the places. Um, also, if you're on Clubhouse next week, I'm doing a Clubhouse talk about, um, money and finances with Kristen. She's done some stuff with me before. So we're going to do a finance talk and then. The next webinar is March sixteenth for Caspa overview, and then we're doing a Caspa boot camp um, summit, like so we've done the virtual conferences before that have all been like a full day from eight to five. Um, but this one's gonna be a little bit different. So April, if you're applying to PA school, this would be most helpful for you. Um, signups will be up very soon, but it's April 12th through 15th. It'll be from eight to 10 PM Eastern, um, each night with different sessions specifically about the application process CASPA, um, some panels so um that will be coming up as well i think that's it all right y'all thanks for watching and i hope this was helpful i'm gonna go get in bed and read a book see y'all later oh on clubhouse i'm savannah perry i think or savannah perry pa i think i'm just savannah perry i have different names